Welcome to Lifestyles of the Rich and Dead. What's a good TikTok? Is that is that like what's the range? How many views is your good TikTok? My best TikTok is twenty thousand. 20, That's views. nothing to sneeze at. Twenty thousand views and about four hundred something likes on that. It was me getting kicked in the face by Johnny Mundo. Wait, that's your best have TikTok? Have you ever seen that? No, I have not. But the... you've never seen me get kicked in the face. I feel I've like shown I would everyone that. this. Wow! I can't wait. I mean, I, I just wait. generally don't watch TikTok videos, or like or TikTok videos. That's it. But, no, but I I've had it go. in my possession for the past five years, and I thought I just showed everyone all the time, but I guess not. Wow. <sighs> you're one of the I worst offenders, that, and I feel like you have a policy of, like, you don't like it, but you're hypocritical about, like, being the person, like, hey, we're just hanging out. Why don't you, like, stop what you're doing for five minutes and watch this video that I put in front of you or whatever? I feel like you're a very bad violator of that. Am I really bad at that? <laughs> I hate it. I hate people That's what I'm saying. It. I know you hate it, but yet you do it pretty frequently. What's frequently? I would say once in every two, three times we hang out, like it's a solid percentage. It's like a 20 to 30% chance me walking in the door. I am getting forced to watch a video that like I could very well be amused by. I could enjoy it, but it's like, who wants to be forced to watch something? Hold on. What am I making you watch? I feel like it's like, like a stand up, like something or a joke or some like video. you My things. No, and I appreciate that you're trying to, like, not just Is your thing. Is it my stuff? It's not just Am your I stuff. Am I showing you... Okay. Uh, now you're That's trying to make that. me seem like a bad person that I don't care no. about the stuff no, that you're no, doing. No, 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 I appreciate you not being supportive. Tell me more. <laughs> um, no, but it, it's not my stuff. Usually it's so, uh, showing something. Yes. Sometimes it's my stuff, but no. No, I would say predominantly it's not your stuff. Because I, I do like I do like giving you feedback there. But, like, you're a, you're a watch this video person. You're definitely one of them. I hate, I hate them. I hate them all. Right? Every last one of them. Really dirty people. Um, but this, uh, we're talking about Eleanor Roosevelt today, <laughs> who, um, maybe we should, instead of just jumping into Eleanor Roosevelt, let's say our names. Let's say our names. Just for the sake, just for the sake of like, oh, hosted by Red Jefferson and... Oh, that's where I talk. Like when you like you yeah, pause that's that, where that's where you I'm say supposed your to name. go. Okay. Yeah, I'm Aaron, Aaron Coyle. Yeah. I, I... Aaron Coyle and Red Jefferson. We're going to talk about Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, tremendous gal. first off, first off, before we even get into all the nitty gritty, what do you know about Eleanor Roosevelt before jumping in? What are you, what is your thing before you did any research? Did you know anything about Eleanor Roosevelt? I'm beginning to sense a trend with some of the recent people that we've done that I know shockingly little of these people compared to the general person. Like, I knew Eleanor Roosevelt was a first lady. I didn't know that there was two like two different Roosevelts that were president. I thought there was only one person. What? I thought there was one Roosevelt. What? <laughs> so, wow. And then I'm like, oh, wait, FDR. Okay, I know that's a thing. And I guess that's a Roosevelt. A and then there's also a Teddy. But I guess I never really pieced it together. Like, and like, I didn't but know. You knew, you knew them respectively. You're like, you've seen Mount Rushmore and you've been like, oh, Teddy Roosevelt. And you've seen a dime. Teddy Roosevelt's like, on oh, there. It's, little Roosevelt. it's George Washington, Abe Lincoln, Teddy Roosevelt. I would only know those two. If you would ask me right now, I would only be able to tell Thomas you. Thomas Jefferson? Okay. There's like. If you made me guess, there's like a 50-50. I could guess Thomas Jefferson. I would never get Theodore Roosevelt. I would never have been able to guess that. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Shockingly little. Absolutely. So yeah. Absolutely. I knew Impressive. Eleanor Roosevelt was married to one of them. Was the first lady at some point. I have no idea about what point in time she was or like what anything she did. I just knew that she was married to a president at some point in time. 
my full did like, you know did you know about that that uh fdr was on the dime she is yeah fdr is on the dime Oh, okay, fine. Like, who's on the nickel, Mr. kind of president official? I could name them all. I could name them all. I could name bills up to a thousand. I think because of the Lonely Island, I remember that Alexander Hamilton is like on a $20 bill. That's right, right? No, no, no. He's on the 10. Oof. Oh. Damn. <laughs> oh, man. I know shockingly well. You've seen. This is pretty. This is crazy. Because I consider you to be a, pre- a relatively smart person. Uh. <laughs> this is amazing. This is absolutely. Wait, who's on? Andrew wow. Jackson's on the twenty. Yes. Okay, I know that, and he's yeah, getting replaced yeah. by Harriet Tubman. Wow! Wow! This is impressive. Uh, uh, but so you, you knew nothing. It was just a name to you, yeah. an absolute name. I guess my first experience with Eleanor Roosevelt was Sips Juice Box. Sips. Remember Sips the iced tea? I am really looking forward to this connection. How does this relate you're, to Eleanor? I remember. I recall what you're talking about. Yes, they had quotes on them. They had quotes and like Confucius had one and someone else had one. And Eleanor Roosevelt is the only one I remember. It's no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Oh, that's really nice. I like that. And it's Eleanor Roosevelt. That was my first thing. And then later on, uh, uh, there's this television show called Hysteria. Oh, yeah. Which was historical history. uh, was was a cartoon. It's like the Annie Maniacs doing like US history or whatever. It was like a bunch of like blacky zany thing. Yeah. Yeah, I knew she was a very strong woman. I remember them depicting her as someone that lifts weights. <laughs> like, lifted something very heavy because she's very strong. Strong-willed person, a strong character. Uh, later on, I found out that she might have been a beard for FDR. Okay, can we not, uh, can, we, were... can we not, can we not, like, I feel like that's... But I'm telling you what I knew. Okay. This is why I suggested the show. <laughs> Fine. Okay, I just don't want you to get too far into it, because, like, true, that's going to open it's the true. big can of worms. But that's, uh, uh, but essentially, I knew nothing up until I found out that. Okay. Uh, what we're going to dive into today. Now, what would you say, Aaron, just what you've done your research on is the most, sh- uh, uh, the most gossipy goss that you found? Look, I respect that both of us do our research. We come into this with, like, our notes about things, like, you know, we want to touch on. But I am sorry, like, more so than almost anyone else we've looked at, there is no other choice about what your number one thing to talk about is. Like, there is, there's zero debate. You actually have two? There's, there's no way, like, that could be, like, the case in my book because there's one this well it's definitely a cho- a flip of a coin i think these are flip of a coin and they're related to each other they're like uh, there's uh, no matter no matter how you talk about one you have to talk about the other okay so i feel like we're going like i feel like they're both centered around the same place but like um so eleanor roosevelt great person and all that but um my number one thing is that um uh she is very likely um, gay, but if not fully gay, at least bisexual. She's somewhere like along that spectrum, and she had a long time girlfriend, like throughout her time, like in the presidency um, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, she was she was a uh, trailblazer yeah. there. She was um, she's a go getter. <laughs> uh, she's a real trailblazer is a good word. Uh, she uh, so basically Eleanor Roosevelt uh, rumored to have an affair with a, uh, let's, let's, press, uh, let's uh, uh, dash uh, uh, rumor. Let's dash rumor. They're George. Sure, sure. We had like that. They, they lovers uh, yeah. by uh, all accounts. If you look at the letters, lovers. Oh, uh, I have looked at the letters. letters. We will get to those letters. It is hot stuff. <laughs> it is. And so basically she had a, a um, uh, a long term that spanned thirty years, I believe, uh, uh, affair with a uh, pr- a person from the press. Her name is Lorena Hickok. Lorena. Lorena Hickok. Lorena. It's Lorena. Okay. It's Lorena. That's how you say it. 
Lorena. Oh, that sounds much better. Oh, it's significantly better. Wow. Lorena, uh, Lorena Hickok. Uh, <laughs> Lorena Hickok. And they had this long, dramatic love affair. Uh, and yeah, so uh, it's very obvious that she was uh, uh, a lesbian to me. So, uh, actually, no, one she was very obviously uh, bisexual because she uh, later on through her life, she also had some sort of affair with some uh, military person. Right. Towards the it was like, uh, it was like a bodyguard that was assigned to her or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And like that one wasn't completely as confirmed, but it's kind of like likely, but at the same time, um, I want to say this is like the most progressive relationship. Like I've heard of like for the time period. So like, like just going back, this is like 1930s, like forties when this is happening. But like, so, um, you know, Lorena came into the picture when she was like, she did an interview about her, um, cause like her husband was going to start running for president or whatever. And eventually she just got assigned to cover the B because she was a well-known, like, you know, female reporter and like female reporter essentially got assigned to like cover like first ladies, like other prominent female figures. And like, eventually, you know, a couple of interviews happened, you know, she, you know, kind of shoots them like knowing you looks know, like, you know, raised eyebrow or two, like her way. Their knees accidentally touch. They both bend over to pick up the pen after Lorena keeps keeps dropping it yeah. can she be any more obvious so in close. front of eleanor <laughs> but the, like the best part is that like i think that um that uh it's okay uh franklin is the husband not teddy right it's franklin i yeah i got the, yes, okay good is. job for aaron there the <laughs> teddy well yeah we'll talk about that well teddy's the uncle teddy is her actual uncle right we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get we'll get to talking about that in a minute let's get to let's get through this marriage okay um so uh so like but like the best part i think is that they were both they both knew what was happening this wasn't like a secret, I think, to Franklin at all, because Franklin also like had his shit going on the side. Like he had an affair going with his like secretary, like whatever. And like she had her thing going on um, with Lorena, like too, like at the same time. And like they were surprisingly like OK with it. And like it's like they were hip. <laughs> they were fucking hip. They were just uh, he was he could he had his uh, dalliances and one way he was supportive of hers. This this person lived in the White House with them, yep. which was next door, I believe, to her bedroom. And they just kind of like did their thing. The 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 White House. They all knew about it. They had a nickname for her called Hick. Mm-hmm. And because homophobia was so rampant, oh, yeah. it wasn't even it wasn't even. Is something in the gossip columns. Oh, yeah. It was almost it was so about. untouchable that the press knew about it, and they're just like the American public do not need to know about this. Oh yeah, no, like that that was kept hush hush. But like like there was like um okay, okay so biographer was like kind of talking about Eleanor, and I love love this quote. Um, they wrote remarkably both Eleanor and Franklin recognized, accepted, and encouraged their arrangement where like, you know, she was with Lorena and he kind of had stuff with secretaries, like, you know, these other people. And that went on to say, Eleanor and Franklin were strong-willed people who cared greatly for each other's happiness, but realized their own inability to provide for it. So they're like, you know what? We kind of like, we do like love each other. We've been around each other enough, but like, let's face it. Neither of us is like really kind of like what the other was looking for, but like we have the power where like we're in these big positions. We can't really be out at it, but like, you know, you go have fun with your people. I'll have fun with my people and they made it work and i i just think that's super progressive for like the 1930s and actually kind of really kind of wholesome in a way it's really beautiful and just to show how close these two were let's talk those love letters okay let's i I am very so like because it's public record let me just say it's not us being jerks they're both dead i'm sorry once you're dead your that's what we're doing here that you have that's personal is now our literature. The dirt's all over the place and like whatever. And to be clear, to provide scope of this, they knew each other for 30 years. Um, Did you get a total count on the number of letters in those 30 years that they wrote back to each other? 
I see, I hear somewhere around three thousand. I got four thousand. So let's. I believe it. I like. I honestly like too. So that's like over a hundred letters a year. So once every like two three days over thirty years, these women were writing love notes to each other back and sometimes forth. Sometimes, according to them, sometimes twice a day. That's sometimes absurd. there's been twice. I'm sorry. Even da- uh, double daily. Even in like today's like world where we can text each other instantaneously, like I can't imagine writing writing multiple letters like every week to like a person for thirty. Years I on can't end. imagine calling someone twice in a day. It's like what do you have to say? Like they're un- like oh I know what she has to say, and we're going to get into a couple of them. But like mm-hmm. I just like uh, that's love. That is commitment. That that, 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 that is a, a love that I have not. Uh, encountered. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. I, uh, I, one letter a day is enough for me. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I just like, I, once again, maybe I don't understand. Like, I feel like that's my image of true love right there. Like more so like than anything else. If you like, especially for 30 years, like I get it first couple of months, hot and heavy. You guys are getting to know each other, but like te- decades down the road, you're writing each other letters like that. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and read us, read us some of the, uh, tell us uh, something that Eleanor said to Hickok. Okay. Um, I was going to say, I have a couple of ones like here queued up or whatever the, what I thought were kind of good. Some longer, some right to the point. Um, let's, um, so like, and I, to be clear. Give me the sauciest one. Give me the sauciest one first. <laughs> sauciest and, and most concise. Short, uh, yeah. That, that, you want sauciest nice. and, sauciest and concise. Is that, that's what you're looking for? If yeah, the first saucy one? and concise. That's my, uh, what I'm looking for. Okay. A, to be clear, like, hot, I feel like just before I start saying this, letter. um, there were like biographers or reports of people like debating and they're like, we're not sure. They think they are close friends. They had like, you know, a close relationship, but we don't really know for sure that they were gay or together. And like multiple people have said this and it's gone back and forth, but I'm sorry. You cannot look, read these letters and have any doubt in your mind. Let the words speak for themselves. I actually think it's pretty platonic. Prove me different with this letter. Okay. First letter, the short and concise one. I'm getting so hungry to see you. <laughs> That's it. That is the note. Yeah. I am getting that hungry to note? see you. <laughs> That's such a fucking. I'm sorry, hot line. friends. Don't say that to each other. Um. Okay. I. I'm stealing that. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Here's another one. Um. A little bit more context going on, but once again, you see, think to yourself: Is this something friends would say to each other, or is this something that lovers would say to each other? Okay. Here we go. My pictures are nearly all up. So she just moved into like the White House, like around now, like kind of like, I think decorating, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have you in my sitting room where I can look at you most of my waking hours, exclamation point. I can't kiss you. So I kiss your picture. Good night and good morning. Oh my God. That's uh, Eleanor to Hickok? I believe so. Yes. Here, uh, let me read a line one uh, from, uh, from Eleanor to Hickok as well. Please go. I ache to hold you close. Your ring is of great comfort. Mm. I look at it and think she does love me or I wouldn't be wearing it. I love that. And I love that because like during their first inauguration, like uh, when they were first, like, you know, like he was making a speech to be like the new president or whatever. She was wearing that ring at the time. And it was like her symbol to her, you know, like, hey, like I'm up here doing my thing with like, you know, being the first lady about to be the first lady. But like you're in my heart because I have you with me. Like, it's okay. Which was adorable. A um, couple of other ones. I'll give you another short one and I'll give you another kind of like longer one. Um um first shorter one this will just be a note to tell you i love you again beautiful all that there is um okay okay here here's another one um darling i feel very happy because every day brings you nearer i love you deeply and tenderly and oh i want you to have a happy life to be sure i'm selfish enough to want it to be near me but then we wouldn't either of us be happy otherwise would we 
we wouldn't be happy unless we were near each other. It is just... Mm. It's too much. And I have one little passage here from uh, Lorena to Eleanor. Here's one where she says, I want to put my arms around you and kiss you at the corner of your mouth. Oh, I like this one. Wow. Yeah, at the corner of your mouth. Isn't that it's so specific, sweet? but it's a thing they have. Oh my god. Okay. Isn't that sweet? Oh. I can't deal with it. It's too cute. I need like a like a like yeah, like I need like a biopic or like kind of like a documentary or a limited series about their back and forth relationship. Um yeah. One more. Let me give you one more. Okay, I like this one. One more. One more. And like I said, I could go off and do these all day. And I'm gonna move straight on from this to this other topic. Yeah, I know. I want to hear your two is. I am actually very curious about that. Um, uh, so here we go. Uh, last love letter that I'm going to be reciting to you. Straight. Um, this is from Eleanor to Lorena Hick Hickok, or as she sometimes called her, Hick Darling. Hick was like, which I guess is like, okay, Hick is a weird nickname, but that's what she called her. Um, I love you, dear one, deeply and tenderly. It is going to be a joy to be together again just a week from now. I can't tell you how precious every minute with you seems both in retrospect and in prospect. I look at you long as I write. The photograph has an expression I love, soft and a little whimsical, but then I adore every expression. Bless you, darling. A world of love. E.R. She needs to put that shit on Facebook. That is right? that is a com- that's a beautiful comment to leave on someone's profile pic. Oh my god, it's um, it's adorable. That's very sweet. Um so like their their relationship once again like like phenomenal and I'll also say this, she was friends with Amelia Earhart who is rumored to be kind of like maybe like in the closet a bit and they may or not have also had they a flip. Definitely rubbed. Oh my god. They definitely Do you know like rubbed. like when they... she went missing, she like like Eleanor made sure they spent like over a million, I think it was like a million and a half dollars trying to find her airplane, which like in 1930s money, million and a half was a lot of money for like a random private citizen gone missing, but like she there knew was a what she wanted. There. She want she she knew what she wanted. She, there was like a party. There literally was a party, and like they snuck off to go flying in the night together in the sky. Like like if Amelia Hart didn't like you know like disappear, they might have had like a love triangle going on that I just love oh, the idea. Of. If only I want to get that fanfic started right? about Eleanor searching like on her own plane oh searching God. for Amelia. She finds her she finds her on this island and guess what they do there <laughs> they do like a robin Cons- of course we know what they do a robinson crusoe thing or maybe like she's like living an island life and she just goes visit her private privately imagine, from time to time no 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 imagine if she gets stranded too Aww. or or no no she's she no she lands there and like let's go and just like no Let's stay. They blow up the airplane. Oh my god. And now yes. they are, they're just going to live their perfect little life with their coconut radios. No one's going to judge them right Their anything. little baby chimpanzee yeah. son. Oh my god. That they're just raising these two mothers raising this chimp together. <sighs> Heartwarming. I need that serious. I need it yesterday. Okay. Uh, well, just to talk more about, well, the fact is they, she obviously had a real cool relationship with FDR where he would probably allow this. Oh yeah. He'd probably he be was like, totally cool. oh, I lost my, oh, I lost Eleanor. Yeah. I lost and her. I, She's, I love to we think have like to go they're, searching for her. Yeah. Like I love the idea of like them covering for each other. Like, oh, where's like Eleanor like, when she's off the road? And he's like, oh, he's, you know, she's off doing important business. And they both just like cover for each other's affairs constantly. <sighs> I imagine this scenario where Eleanor goes up to FDR and she's just like, well, I have to go find her. And he's like. Go get her. You time. get her, gal. Like, oh my god, yes. Like, <laughs> go for it. If I had legs at work and I'd be dancing for you right now. Like, that's... Oh, and that's she was fun. also cool. Yeah, but, go ahead. Okay, so... Uh, but the thing is, it, there's more to them than meets the eye. Aaron, yes. they're cousins. Okay. They are cousins. That is my number one. Because uh, they are cousins. The first, they're... Uh, uh, 
Fifth Cousins once removed. This was number four on my list, to be clear. This was four on my like, list of talk four? about. This wasn't that big? You Anglo-Saxon. <laughs> they were <laughs> fifth cousins once removed, Dis- okay? Disgusting. What do I say to that? Mm. What do I say to that? They didn't, uh, they were beards for each other. And now I say that thinking that she was obviously dallying. There's rumors that he also had homosexual affairs. I didn't get too deep into him, but like he liked to, you know, you know. We'll get to him another day, yeah. but that's what uh, the, the the husband cousin dynamic. Uh, her uncle is Teddy Roosevelt. While he was being governor of uh, of New York, FDR, people would constantly refer to his cousin, his distant cousin, Teddy. Like they, they were known to be related. They knew they were related going into it. They knew their connection and they decided to marry anyway. Like, but like, it's not like a found out thing. I know, but like the thing is like, you know, like remember like when they're we- both, Their names are both- Roosevelt. And, like, there was actually the a joke that I marriage. read. Like, I think, like, Teddy, like, Roosevelt, like, made a joke. He's like, well, at least we keep, you know, you get to keep the family name, which is a good thing. We get to keep the name going or something like that. So, like, yeah. and, like, to be clear, Ugh. when we talked about Edgar Allan Poe, because remember, he had a thing with his, like, cousin, too. And, like, but remember, I think I recall the disturbing thing is that, like, um, you know, they were okay with the cousin thing at that point in time. But the fact that she was so young was, like, thankfully, like, you know, an issue. So, like, and that was, like, a more direct first cousin. And the fact that, like, these people were fifth cousins once removed was, like, okay, yes, now that's shocking. But I feel like that thing kind of was more common, like, back in the day. No, but, and it also screams of, not only is it gross, but it also just screams of royalty. Yeah. It's, Those, that, it just screams of, like, Roosevelt royalty. Like, oh, got to keep the bloodline in the bloodline. And what about rulers, uh, our rulers' descendants, you know? Um, they're rulers too now. Did you Did you see where they happened to meet? Oh, where did they happen to meet? <laughs> This, I think, is the most damning part of, like, this whole, like... What, like a playground? What, at her (laughs) kindergarten recital? Uh, They're not, like... What's the age difference? I didn't get that. It's not too... Like, I don't think there's a huge age difference. It's, like, ten years, It was, like, pretty par for the course either way, but, like, um... Well, maybe not, like, in this respect. Like, eventually it wasn't a big deal, but, um... They first met when she was 15, and he asked her to dance at, wait for it, a family Christmas party. Oof. Interesting. Family Interesting. get together where like you know yeah, cousins are mingling like, and like all of a sudden. And, and they're... Can you imagine me like the aunt or like uncle and like whoa, uh, Eleanor and uh, Franklin are getting a little close on the dance floor there. You guys like should be worried about this. Is this cute? Is it not cute? Like it was like so theoretically like a t- mid like you know early twenties dude and a fifteen year old cousin dancing together getting kind of hot imagine trying to scope out for chicks at a family reunion was that was he like like, was that his mission was like either one of them being like you know what family time i'm gonna hook up it's happening maybe it wasn't his mission but it definitely wasn't off the table (laughs) yeah they were both open to it he went he went to that reunion with an open mind. He went there, there was, with a completely like, I might meet the one here tonight. There was zero shame between either of them. They were both just like, you know, willing to see what happens, you know? And, you know, I guess... That's why I think the theory that they're both, they never even had sex with each other. And I could believe that, honestly. But like, oh no, but they had kids. Uh, but, they did raise kids together. But like, I always like, well, once again, she, like, I guess Eleanor had like the kind of pseudo tryst with the security guard later on. So I guess she probably was by and she could have had other dudes, but like, whatever. But like, um, we can get into it. She was not excited about being a mom. She we did can't not like get that. into it because I don't have any more information to, to get into it. <laughs> but that was my main, that was just the fact that their cousins is icky, icky, sticky to me. Yeah. The fact that they had the open relationship, which is pretty fucking cool. 
Actually, that's probably more gossipy. Actually, no, the first one's probably more gossipy. The Cousins is more gossipy, yeah. but the other one's just saucier, so... It's it's, uh, it's hot and heavy, but it's like, it was an open secret. Those letters, please, Google Eleanor Roosevelt love letters, have a ball with them. They're, drink, they're delightful. Drink some wine, yeah. get a bubble bath Light started. a candle or two, dim the lights, like, have yourself an evening with those Set letters. Set the mood. Yeah. Set the mood. Have a night for you and read the <laughs> Eleanor Roosevelt Hickok letters. Uh, what other, uh, did you have any other saucy? I have one other thing that's of note that's less saucy and more damning. Um, I have two other things I want to touch on. One, a quick hitter. One's a little bit, like, has a little bit more meat that's kind of interesting that I, like, I do think is worth mentioning, but, um... Let's give the quick hitter... Yeah, let me get the quick hitter, like, because this one's more fun, and I actually... Like, this is actually, like, astounding to me. Um, so, um, Eleanor Roosevelt really liked helping out um, disadvantaged communities. Um, that was kind of a focus of her, like, when she was in the White House. She wanted very to, like, beautiful, very nice, yeah, she very did beautiful. actually a lot of good work. A lot that I'm not going to go into because it's not as juicy, but she actually did a lot of good work for um, a lot of people. But before she really got too down uh, the road or whatever, she was active with something called the um, New York Junior League, um, certainly after this founding. So I guess this is, like, kind of, like, helped, like, teach classes or different things kind of like a community center that offered different lessons to people in the slums of the east side like uh in new york city or whatever um and uh what do you think okay eleanor roosevelt she's showing up to like this kind of like community center in like kind of like a little like the slums of of new york kind of think i'm not sure where like i said east side but like not sure what portion but like what do you think she was going there to help out with or teach like what was like her role in helping out kind of like the impoverished in this area art classes art classes Really? You're just gonna... That's no reason... I just threw out uh, a random thing. I don't think she's terribly artistic, so no, I don't. Um, <laughs> that's fair. Um, she, I, I don't really know if she had any artistic skills, but one thing that she could do, she could dance. She was a dancer, huh. and she had a crew um, in this kind of like Justice League thing, and she was teaching dancing and calisthenics to all of kind of like the impoverished people. So we had to kind of like, you know, like, let's have some fun. Let's she do some dancing. She was teaching impoverished youths the forbidden she, dance. She had a dance <laughs> crew in the, uh, like in the east side slums of New York City before she got like super I famous. I could just see her sitting next to a student and doing the Save the Last Dance yeah. thing where you bob your shoulders back and forth like, you got it. She, you got she's it. the person that twists the chair <laughs> around and like sits on it backwards and like kind of like lays oh, down some truths totally like is. to these people. Dangerous mind. She's Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. She's Michelle Pfeiffer trying to get in to it with these kids I, wow yeah she could she could drop the beat she could do some stuff so that was a really cool f- part that she actually had a dance crew that's an excellent excellent side quest now what's this big juicy bit we've got going not a big juicy bit like a bit like really but like no surprise like i think this is pretty common with a lot of folks but oh boy it happened here that um she had some issues with her mother-in-law so franklin's mom and her butted heads back and forth like um there i heard something about this but i didn't read into it what happened? So uh, the uh, FDR's mom uh, and her, why were they having a disagreement? Essentially, she was super protective of him because, like, she did, like, a homeschooled FDR at an early age or whatever. And, like, she was just like, you know what? No, I don't like her. She's not right for you. She didn't go into specifics maybe because she was a bit, like, more, like, feminist, like, or whatever. She, like, had other interests outside of just being, like, strictly kind of, like, a stay-at-home mom, which I think she wanted her to be. But, like, she, like, Franklin even said to her mom, like, after he said, like, he was getting engaged to her, she's like, he said to his mom, I know what pain I must have caused you. I know my own mind and I've known it for a long time and know that I don't, I could never think otherwise. So he's like, look, I know this sucks. I know you hate it, but like, this is happening or whatever. But like, it like, even just like adding like 
making it even more tenuous relationship. She was had a connecting house to theirs before they got famous. Like literally, they had like an apartment in the up like in like in New York somewhere, and the mom like had a sliding glass door into the apartment and was in there every day. Can you imagine that being a newlywed and having yeah. your mother in law like just like literally open the door and just kind of like, hey, what's going on here? Um, that I found to be um. Oof, I do not yeah, envy I, that. Every story so far today has led me to the conclusion that she's either awesome or or I have uh, a lot of uh, sympathy for her. <laughs> you know, for instance, with the, the open relationship, awesome. Mm. Killing it. With the uh, husband-cousin, uh, he's a predator. Uh, so I feel <laughs> bad for her. Then then her being a dance instructor to the fucking kids of, this, of the city? Mm. Man, super lover. And now I just feel bad for her that she has to deal with a mother-in-law. Who doesn't have to deal with a mother-in-law? She is such a relatable character in history. I mean, but like, even so, like, when I say like she was overbearing or like I haven't, but she really was. She had complete control over their finances and gave the couple allowances for decades into the marriage. She had all the money and like gave them like allowances, like well, kids. I understand because this is Roosevelt money. And when you're in those kind of worlds, you you still have to abide by mommy and daddy. Uh, and so it's, it's a very aristocrat, uh, uh, aristocracy thing where like, they're, it's still like that. For people who have old money, you still have to bow down to your elders up until they're dead. But still, like, 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 I isn't that disgusting? It's like awful and stuff sad? like that. But like, like, look at it. Like, so look, I mentioned she didn't want to be a mother or whatever. Like, get this, okay? Um, she like even later reflected, like, in her life, like, whatever. She's like, Franklin's children were more my mother-in-law's children than they were mine, and this was a belief that was shared by the mother-in-law because she went on record saying. You're, uh, she actually said this, um, one of the children wrote a biography and like the mother-in-law said this to the kid, your mother only bore you. I am more your mother than your mother is. Like what grandma says that? <laughs> well, well, uh, Eleanor has admitted that she is no mother. She's not, she, but like, she, there was like, there she seems knows like there was that she's no mother. And thank God there was a Ro- Roosevelt mom there to to sweep up because she was too busy having some wild times with all the ladies of the area era. I mean, like, once again, like, uh, I'm not, like, I'm not, like, she, like, like nobody, like, like, not everyone's meant to be, like, mothers or parents, and, like, I can very much relate to that, but, like, I'll just say that, like, they were, uh, buttonheads every day, and I just can't imagine having to, like, oh, I just got engaged, like, you know, like, I just got married, and, like, here's my mother-in-law who is controlling all my money, I have to go ask her for if I can go get a sandwich down the street, or, like, what, like, how to decorate my house, like, she decorated everything, it was her house, and she had to completely abide by her rules, like, some five-year-old, that would drive me crazy, crazy, so. Yeah, she... Yeah, and uh, one one thing though that uh, from all of this, the like I said that she's a very likable character. There is one damning piece of information that I have to give you. Oh, I don't want to hear this. I didn't get much bad stuff on her. Like we can't do this though. We can't we can't pick and choose the drama uh, that we, we bring out. Okay, you know we could, but then we wouldn't be accurate. No, and then we wouldn't be the researchers that we are. We are We're scholars, oof, Aaron. We, we can't forget. this. I feel really accomplished with the amount of research that I've done. Um, clearly, it's been needed. But you're right. We need to know the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So you know, help us, flying spaghetti monster, or something like that. Um, so please. She, uh, go, go ahead. She, so for a long time, for a great amount of her youth, she was pretty anti-Semitic. Oh boy, really? Pretty anti-Semitic. Uh, I could, I have them up here. I have some quotes of hers. Oh no. I don't know. Eleanor. It, it won't, I'm going to chalk them up. I'm going to chalk them up to her, uh, definitely being of the time. 
definitely being of the time and her not knowing many Jewish people. And also a misunderstanding uh, because now we're able to reflect you know, having social media. We could get past a lot of these stereotypes and see what, what, what they really are. It's a group of people that are scared that they're going to be attacked by other people. So what do they do? They protect their own. They think of it like there's a big stereotype with Jewish people for Jewish people where they're thought of as uh, mongering or the thought of as only sticking with each other. And the re- it really is them protecting each other because they've been constantly persecuted. Oh, no. So it's it's it's, a, it's a, just a giant misunderstanding. But Let's, there is a silver lining here, Aaron. There's a silver lining to anti-Semitism or whatever? To her anti-Semitism. Very important distinction did, to make. She's, she flipped it. Oh, she flipped okay, it. Okay, well, give me a Later minute. on. Okay, you said, did you have Later quotes? on in life. Okay. She she grew up with these beliefs okay. and she grew up saying these things and they were probably instilled in her somehow from, you know, her parents and such. And as she got older and when World War II started happening and she got more had more Jewish friends, she witnessed and heard what happened with the Holocaust. Uh, she changed her tune completely and for the rest of her career was a supporter of uh, Jewish recognition and uh, Jew- uh, anti-Semitism. Uh, uh, awareness, and she was a very big proponent of uh, of Jewish people after she realized the error of her ways. I guess, look, um, we need to be able to change, Aaron. We do, and I think that's the most important. Like, I feel like if she has actual growth, once again, I don't really, I didn't do much research like into this or get much deep dive, dive into this. But like, if she like acknowledged that and she actually tried to like make up for the fact, like whatever, like I can understand like being in like they were probably obviously like the Roosevelts. They were a rich, well do like doing probably a conservative family growing up and stuff like that. So like she was probably indoctrinated with a lot. But the fact if she like you know like as an adult like started like you know making amends for that like or whatever like I would like. On its surface value, I think that's, like, a plus, being able to kind of, once again, grow from, like, your, like, initial beliefs, be able to kind of, like, realize, like, oh, shit, like, I was being fed, like, this kind of, like, bullshit or whatever. And, like, she did go to boarding school, like, in Europe, and she came back. So, like, I could, like, imagine, like, as she kind of grew up, like, as she exposed herself to, like, kind of, like, more environments, as she, like, you know, started teaching people dance and, like, starting to get to know more people. After she found dance, I almost want to think that dance changed her life. I would like that story. Because dance brought her down, dance grounded her. Because, think about it. Think about it, Aaron. She probably grew up in this world where she was constantly uh, doted on and, and coddled, and she was given all this bad, scary information that everyone's bad and everyone around her. And she went down, and she went to the people, the people, and she learned. She she knew her own dance. She knew her classical dance, her ballet dance, and they knew the Irish jigs <laughs> of the time and the Russian uh, the, whatever that the kicking is, yeah, with like... legs. Yeah, they they had these these very you know like cultural dances and she was very classical and they shared they shared they've created the hybrid which is currently known as the robot uh and now i love this conspiracy theory (laughs) that's how it's not a conspiracy theory aaron (laughs) just look at the dances and combine them it's that i'm just going off what i see that's fair so uh i think it's a very uh uh good that she changed and this doesn't change my opinion of her actually it makes me like her more because she's not a phony she can realize she was wrong. Yeah, I like that the fact that she thought, like, freely for herself. She's like, like, once again, like, I can't judge you based, like, on your upbringing and, like, kind of, like, the world that you're brought into. But, like, by the time you're an adult and start making decisions for yourselves and, like, how you want to be and act, like, like, once again, like, I don't know when she said, like, made the anti-Semitic remarks, like, how early on, like, what the context was. But, like, presumably if it happened early enough in her life where she kind of, like, changed the tune and started, like, doing kind of, like, you know, like, making amends for, like, that kind of stuff. Like, you have to, like, give people credit for that. Like, I, um, yeah, I think that's a... 
that's obviously like a good thing so like i can't completely say like this is like a hundred percent like a good thing but like so she's not like perfect anymore but like she definitely like that's definitely um i'm definitely proud of her i'm, I'm proud of good old eleanor I'm proud of Eleanor, too. Want to end this up with some fun facts about her that I'm going to read off to you? Ooh, you, we got a lightning round going? I got a little lightning round. I did it the last one, and I liked it, so I want to see if I can keep it going. Wait on me. Um, her real name was not Eleanor. It is Anna. Really? I th- Do you like that more or less? I like Anna much better than Eleanor. Eleanor just sounds like a grandma name. I'm sorry, like, nor, yeah, like, You don't Eleanor. think that's kind of, like, her style? It's just, like, she's Ele- she's Eleanor. Like, like if her name's Anna, it doesn't just, doesn't scream power. I guess Anna's more, like, common and stuff like that, but, like, Eleanor is, like, more, I guess, like, more official and stuff like that. I don't know. Eleanor just seems like, like, the stick in the mud. Like, no one wants to hang out with Eleanor, but okay. Anna could be fun. How, how, t- how tall is Eleanor? Oh, or Anna, I know, was actually, wasn't she, like, 5'10", 5'11"? She was pretty tall, right? Yeah, and what kind of sport did she play? Ooh, field hockey, right? Field hockey? Yeah, yes, I got it. She's literally the embodiment, embodiment, uh, embodiment, mm. embodiment, living embodiment. You got it, embodiment uh, of uh, a 1990s lesbian <laughs> of what the of what TV told us was a 90s lesbian. She is the embodiment. Field hockey, five ten, yeah. uh, marries her cousin. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, like that last um, part's a little, little, little shaky, but um, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, she was a phenomenal athlete. In like once again, maybe like you know she. Not to say that that's like, you know, most like people who are lesbian or bisexual, there's like people can be in all shapes and sizes. But like, yeah, she was she knew she was like had decent size structure and she knew how to use it. She, uh, here's another one. Uh, Eleanor was the very first lady to ever hold a press conference. Oh, really? Oh, that's right. And I think I saw yeah. that like in the like the White House. And I think she like made a point that like all the reporters would be female, too. Like she made like the first ever like all female. So she was speaking and she had female like only reporters in the room. So super progressive. Again, another check mark there. Very good. And uh, she was a free... She knew how to fly a plane. That because Amelia you know, Earhart. Amelia inspired her. Amelia like, Earhart. literally, like, one, like, oh, flight with her. And she was like, hey, FDR, we're getting a plane. I'm learning how to do this thing. We're having... Me and Amelia are going to be a thing. But, like, then Amelia disappeared and maybe that, like, killed her. I don't know if she, would, like, killed her interest in it. But, like, either way, she uh, she wanted to fly those planes with Amelia. Uh, uh, f- what a fun we've had discussing Eleanor Roosevelt. Uh, do you like Eleanor more or less than when you first... 100% more. Like, like, 100% like, um, we'll get into like the rankings here in a bit, but like, she's towards like the top of like, I, I love Eleanor. Like, she just seems super progressive. She's... Like, she actually did like a lot of like good work. Like, she, um, like I said, like, we didn't get into like kind of like kind of her policy stuff because it's more dry, but like, she was, uh, she was super progressive. But all of her stuff, all of the, th- or she, uh, the things that she stood for, yeah. I agree with. Yeah. Uh, like, especially uh, like the things that she was pushing for with civil rights, 100%. women's rights. Uh, uh, she was a lady well ahead of her time she was like yeah once again had super mature like views like about like kind of like love and like what like a normal relationship looks like like she um yeah and she helped a shit ton of people in her life so like i what a cool fucking like even like oh even like again the best part about is like so like you know fdr like had polio and he couldn't move or whatever like um his um roosevelt's like the mother-in-law she was like no he needs to just retire now that he can't walk in become a country gentleman whatever that is like whatever and like go build a cabin somewhere but she was like no fuck that you're gonna still do politics we're gonna be like in the white house i'll help you out i'll take on more of the load and she was like i don't know like that's like super like supportive like and an awesome partner and like yeah i, I and also uh fucking career woman yeah like i said like she accomplished just, like, like, listen, so much like shit. you're not gonna slow my shit down i can't be married to some uh, country gentleman because then I have to be a country lady and he, yeah. she's, like, she's like no, no I have look, to get we're helping on. people I, we've got a 
we're living in the city. Like, you know, uh, good for her. You know, people in like World um, War II, like women, like they were into like factories and stuff like that to help out. Like she was leading. The, she was like, yeah, everyone, like let's get women more in the workforce. Let's get them like you know like financial like independence like from their partners. Let's say, like she was she was a women's right champion. Aaron, she was a good person. Aaron, yeah. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna start this talk right now. Please, I. She may be our first A plus. I'm ready to go there. Like, like I am ready. Yeah, she. Everything that like I learned, even like once again, like like the changing your beliefs, the maturity, like the like, the progressivism, like yeah, like um, yeah. I. The the only thing like I can say like I don't have full context with her. Like I'll I'll leave this to you. Are you that sure of like a that the anti-Semitism wasn't like that bad to begin with, and was like pretty early on? Like that was more it of was, a function. It of her? was. I'm not gonna say it wasn't bad. It was bad because she said it. Uh, but it was very, uh, I'm not going to say it here, uh, but it was just very, like I, what I mentioned, it was, uh, derogatory, but it was, uh, she, w- she went against it. She, she turned on that belief. So I, I'm willing to say that, uh, she changed. I think changing is important and it makes me like people more honestly when I know that they've been wrong and they admitted they've been wrong. I think that's a big uh, thing. Like being able to like acknowledge that you're wrong and like commit to changing that instead of just being like rigid and stuck in your views. I think that's like a really and important And it teaches quality. others that they can change too and that they should change. I feel like there's so many positive lessons. And yeah, she had flaws. Sure. She had I mean, flaws. Who doesn't? Who she doesn't? The blemishes. Get off her back, right? Let's all just get off her back and give her, I think... And honestly, she beats Lucy for me. So you're ready to put her at the top of our rankings. You're you're prepared yeah, to go there. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's go through them all. Right okay. Now, so, so I'm updating this. This now. is going to be the first time. I think this might be the first time we're actually going to have this air. We're actually going to have what? This the list air. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, be- I've had to cut it out a bunch of times. Let's go down like the rankings then. So Eleanor Roosevelt, A plus. I'm ready to go there with you. Um, I would say, so Lucille Ball was the last, next person that we had loosely, um, at the top of our list. If she's gonna, I, I agree with you, she's not an A+, plus. I don't think she was, like, as directly, like, impactful in a lot of people's lives as Eleanor was, but, like, so I'm, like, maybe, like, ready to be, like, between an A and an A+, plus, A minus. I'm not sure which one. What do you feel for Lucille? A or A minus? I'd say A minus, and I'd put, uh, Alex Trebek in that A minus category as well, but just under Lucy. They're, you say they're both okay. I was gonna say I could maybe I was maybe thinking B plus for Alex, but like I'm fine with him being like an A category. Oh, one what? Well, well, well. Mm. But like, he's a B plus. He's a strong B plus. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's still there's like, nothing wrong with yeah. that. It's just he had a little bit of that old man disease. He did the, the, the Me Too comments that I'm now re- re- recalling. The like, weren't a great yeah look. coming back. Yeah, he's a B plus yeah. because the comments weren't. They were just completely misguided. I'm sure if, he, if someone gave him a strong conference, uh, conversation after that, mm-hmm. he would have understood the error of his ways. Okay. But he was dying. Okay. He was dying. So the next person we had in our ranking. So that was our top tier. Um, next person down was our middle tier, starting with Sammy Davis as like kind of our center point. But like, so normally I would have said Sammy Davis should get a B, but like, I'm not sure if like it makes sense to have Alex and Sammy just like one like degree away from each other. I, there's no shame in being a C. But I would say I say C plus. I would say B minus for Sammy, and then maybe the next one on our list was Beethoven, and he would be a, a C plus. So I would say B minus Sammy, C plus Beethoven. If you're okay with that, I'd go a C for Beethoven. I'd go everything a half step. I think uh, I think they're both in the C range to me. Interesting, really. Okay, so make yeah because Beethoven Beethoven wasn't a bad guy. He was just like a little like he was just a a real average shit. You know, he's just like a curmudgeonly guy. 
Okay. Grumpy. Okay, so make the case that Sammy Davis should be I, a C plus instead of a B minus. I'm fine with putting Beethoven at C. I think I agree with you there. I feel like I want to put Sammy as B minus, but like make the case that he should be C plus instead to me. Well, you're right. I can't make a solid case that he should be a C plus. I, I think B minus would be fine. I feel like he uh, was our he B-minus. was like our moral kind of like middle ground, but, uh, like whatever. And I feel like that's kind of like a rough kind of a good spot for him. I feel like, but Beethoven is, as a C is exactly where I'm like, all right, any worse than this, he'd be negative. And speaking of negatives, let's get into our negatives here. Um, the top of our kind of shit list category, um, in, when I say top, I mean like the least offensive of the offensive. Oh, yeah, like the the starting to fail. Yeah, exactly. Um, so do we want to say C minus for Sean Connery or do you want to go like D plus or do you want to? Oh, I say D, I say D plus. Okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I say D plus. He should not because, get a passing grade. Uh, yeah, he's not. No, he's got a passing grade. Well, I guess D's are. D plus is passing. People don't give but out But he's D's not anymore. going to graduate. He's not going to uh, uh, college with that. I'd almost be ready to, you know? like, the next person we had after Sean was Edgar Allan Poe. And I kind of think that, like, he could either get, like, a D plus or a D, like, right there. Like, I could him. say a D plus. Uh, um, think about him. That's hard. That, the thing with D the plus, kid. D plus or a D. The thing with the kid. Oof. Uh, I'm going to say D. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more, like, uncomfortable, like, I, like, feel about it. D plus is almost near Beethoven. And I don't think Edgar Allan Poe yeah, deserves that. Yeah, I agree with that. He was a full markdown. Okay. Cause, uh, uh, because, uh, uh, like, I could see Sean Connery learning the error of his ways and being Be- Beethoven. Mm, debatable, but, like, he's at you least know? in, like, shouting range of him. Like, whereas, like... He's, he's in shouting range. Uh, who's underneath Edgar? Uh, next one is John Wayne. So, John Wayne, um, he was super bigoted. He's a fucking... He's an F. Are we... Do we, like... Okay, I, let's just go hard F then, like, here, but, like... There's hard Fs. There's hard Fs, but there's degrees. Like, you know, there's you could you could be a 56 and be an F, and you could be a 2. That's what I was going to say. I feel like John Wayne deserves the F, but the next two deserve underneath that. So, like, I don't know if we're comfortable going to F-, minus, but, like, Mag Thatcher and Mother Trace are the two we haven't touched on yet, and I feel like both of them are deserving of F-minuses. Let's go F-. minus. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles of the Rich and Dead. Please like, follow, subscribe, and, uh, uh, like again. Thanks.